You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Network. Ten, Network. Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Eagles football. Sponsored by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight, from beautiful Don Thomas Stadium, it's your Exeter Eagles versus the Reading Red Knights. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Mike Boyer. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles pregame show on the Exeter Sports Network. We'll have all the action between the Reading High Red Knights and your Exeter Eagles at the top of the hour. Tonight's pregame show is brought to you by in-home oxygen and medical equipment, 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. We are coming to you live from Don Thomas Stadium in Riften, Pennsylvania for tonight's matchup between Reading and Exeter. I'm Darren Ziner, joined by my broadcast partner, Mike Boyer. And Mike, ordinarily we start with Exeter's record, last week's stats. And whereas I'm going to start with the record, uh, there's another issue to tackle. And first off, they come in Exeter, that is, tonight's game, an overall record 5-3, and 2-1 and one in league play. And it's not even as far as what we're going to talk about tonight's game necessarily, but it is the Daniel Boone situation where tonight's game with Governor Mifflin and Daniel Boone was canceled due to COVID concerns with Daniel Boone. How does that affect Exeter? It's next week's opponent, and that game is in jeopardy, which ultimately puts a little bit more of a premium on tonight's game, Mike. Oh, absolutely, Darren. And I think you're, you're right about saying the possibility of next week's game, where we are with Daniel Boone, if they're going to be eligible to play, uh, puts a little more importance on this game. It also puts importance on the opponents that we've beaten this year and what they do tonight. And there are two huge games out there tonight that we're going to keep track of. One, Wilson at Hemphill is a huge game. You know, we played both those teams. That would be a huge win for Wilson to help Exeter tonight. And then the second game is Cocalico plays Warwick. And again, we have to follow and see what happens there because Warwick is ahead of Exeter right now in the PIAA standings for District 3. And so those two games have the biggest impact right now on what happens postseason. As far as Daniel Boone, if they do not play the next two weeks, I'll be interested to see if they make it into the playoffs or not with that 5-3 and three record. So getting the Daniel Boone situation out of the way, now we talk about last week's game with Burks Catholic. Exeter on the winning end of a 33-21 score. That game 
got underway kind of precariously as there were interceptions by both teams to start off the game. And then Exeter ultimately put a drive together. It was the Eric Nangle show. He carried six times, 29 yards. That first possession finished off by a Carson Schmidt touchdown grab, and it put Exeter up early 7-0, and it set the tone for the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we came out, we moved the ball. Uh, we had a few turnovers last week, which was certainly not characteristic of what we do. But coming out early, getting on the scoreboard early, I think helped set the tone of that game. Now, as you know, obviously, Darren, that game went back and forth for a while. And uh, I know we're going to touch a little bit on what happened the year prior in the second half and then what happened last week in the second half. That's right. So last week we went to halftime tied at 14. And, of course, as you mentioned, that's where what's going to happen in the second half. Last year, a 35 nothing drubbing, if you will, in the second half by Burks Catholic. This time different. They traded touchdowns. The PAT was missed, and at that point we were thinking, uh-oh, 21-20 Burks Catholic at that point, 105 to go in the third. But Exeter with a strong fourth quarter, outscoring Burks Catholic 14-0, and at that point that really big stop from Ty Yoakum on Luke Hughes, fourth and one in that fourth quarter, and virtually sealed the win for Exeter. Absolutely, and, and you said it, you know, that second half, going into the end of that third quarter, down by a point, you know, Exeter guys could have looked and said, up, oh, you know, we, we blew our chance here. They stormed through that fourth quarter. That was probably one of the best quarters of football they played all year, and it wasn't just offensively or defensively or special teams. It was all three phases of the game. That was the best we've looked in a 12-minute period at any point this season. That's right. As we mentioned, Exeter's running game, the story again, Eric Nangle, the dominant force, 27 carries, 129 yards and a TD. Ty Yoakum added those two fourth-quarter TDs. And, Mike, as we talked about, Exeter exercised those demons, which had been there, even though Coach Bauer likes to say, I don't look ahead. He exercised those demons from a long time ago. Yeah, as he repeated for 364 days, uh, what happened in the second half back in 2020. So you're right, we exercised those demons, and I, and I think it was more of just our guys, we, we talk about an older team, but they really came of age, I think, in that fourth quarter, which kind of really sets us up in a very good position as we move forward here into the end of this season and into the postseason as well. Exeter held Burks Catholic's leading rusher, Christian Caccioni, 18 carries, 62 yards. Sam Orzelek, Ty Yoakum, they led the defensive charge, each with 12 total tackles. Ty Yoakum making, as we mentioned, that huge stop on Luke Hughes, but let's talk about the defense again. We've been talking about it all year long, but that front seven is second to none in Burks. You know, you mentioned both Ty and you mentioned Sam Orzelek and what they did. You know, Lucas Palange played a phenomenal game. He had to have, there was a series with Lucas Palange where he had two tackles for a loss and a sack. Uh, and that was in the second half when we started rolling. So you're right, that front seven across the board did their job play in and play out that entire second half. We've shared our thoughts coming off last week's game. Now let's hear Coach Bauer's thoughts as he comes into tonight's game with Redding. Jerry Gellif here with Exeter head coach Matt Bauer. Coach, we talked at length about the second half performance a season ago and how you and your staff kept that constantly in your players' minds going into the BC game. Tell us a little about how you felt about your defense and your team after the second half performance they turned in last week. 
Well, I was very proud, you know what I mean? We had a really shaky start and it took a little while for our kids to realize that, you know, we were the better team and the kids came out then in the second half and really rallied and wouldn't be denied. I mean, it was a total team effort. Uh, line played great and everyone stepped up and made plays in different areas and it just felt so good. Outside of the obvious and, eh, let's go this way, outside in the obvious of, of winning, what are you looking for this team to accomplish over the next two weeks as you wrap up the regular season, head into the postseason? Well, I'm hoping we head into the postseason. You know, it's one week at a time. We just want to improve steadily from week to week. We don't want any letdowns. The last time we had a big game, you know, we had a, a big letdown with Hempfield. And, uh, you know, I put that in their minds tonight. We can't have that. If we're, you know, if we're going to be in the postseason, we want to charge into the postseason. We don't want to limp into the postseason. Tomorrow night is senior night. Give us a little insight into your thoughts and feelings about this senior class. This senior class is very special. They're all special, don't get me wrong, but this group, you know, down the list has been the most unselfish group. They pull for one another. It's a, such a tight-knit bunch, and uh, I'm really going to miss them. Thanks very much, Coach. Good luck tomorrow night. Thank you. We appreciate Coach Bauer's time and wish the Eagles well against the Red Knights this evening. We'll have more pregame comments after this commercial message from Penn State Health St. Joseph. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. We come back talking about Reading High. They come into tonight's game one and five overall. Nothing in two in league play, and that's because of several COVID situations that they didn't play. And they come into tonight's game on a four-game losing streak, losing last week 35-0 to Daniel Boone. For Daniel Boone, A.J. Hoffer ran for 140 yards and two TDs against Redding. Uh, Redding is a young team. They're led by quarterback Darnell Fontenez. Good chance we're going to see a lot of him running, scrambling tonight, Mike. Yeah, they're going to line up a 2-3 wide. He's going to be in the shotgun tonight. Um, you're right, he does scramble a lot. It reminds me of we played West York, their quarterback, who, you know, ran around a lot, threw the ball down the field. You know, unfortunately for Redding High, they lost their starting quarterback, uh, Bergeen, during the summer in camp time. I think it was the first scrimmage against somebody they lost him. So this is their second quarter, the second quarterback they're playing. He was originally a wide receiver. Um, you know, that's a tough situation to come into. Your senior year getting moved from wide receiver to quarterback, and he doesn't get a ton of protection. He's a very good athlete. He scrambles well. He's very elusive, uh, and he understands that he can't take hits because without him, I don't think there's another quarterback. Redding managed to get into the red zone one time last week against Daniel Boone. They did not score. They turned the ball over on downs. Penalties hurt them 12 times for 75 yards. At one point, three consecutive offside penalties on the defense. So, Mike, Redding having a tough year comes into tonight looking for some positives. 
Yeah, and I, I think if they can control the ball a little bit, if they can protect their quarterback, keep Fontenez up off the ground. Uh, but this is, a, this is a very big uphill battle for them. You know, Exeter understands right now the jeopardy of next week. They're going to play their guys out by a little bit more with the concern of not playing next week just so they're ready for the postseason. So this is a, a yeoman's task here for Fontenez and, and the Reading High Bed Knights. As they introduce tonight's starting lineup, that gives us time for a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Christy Pearsall for Exeter Tax Collector. Hi, I'm Christy Pearsall. I possess a business management degree, and in my 27-year professional career in bookkeeping and accounting, I have managed multi-million dollar companies with unerring accuracy and strict adherence to all of the rules. As a devoted mom, wife, friend, and community member, I've devoted my spare time to volunteering as a treasurer of multiple boards, including Riften APT, EHS Boys and Girls Across, and coaching multiple Exeter Youth League teams. Please vote for me, Christy Pearsall, for Exeter tax collector commitment integrity experience paid for by the candidate Gentlemen, remove your hats. we are going to have the national anthem so we'll go silent we're, we're gonna wait for Reading huh? good idea Reading has not gotten onto the field yet so while Reading is Approaching the field, they're walking. We're going to go to the scores, or excuse me, the games tonight. So, Mike, go ahead through that lineup. Yeah, we talked about a couple games here. Wilson's traveling to Hempfield, which is a huge game in Lancaster 11 1, but it's also a huge game for Exeter for bonus points for the postseason. Uh, Burke's Catholic is at Muhlenberg. We'll cut away here and come back. And we'll continue with the lineup for tonight's games. Mike, go ahead. Again, talking about the games tonight around the county, um, everyone's aware of the Daniel Boone cancellation against Governor Mifflin. The third time Mifflin's been canceled this year. Um, it's amazing how teams get COVID the week of Mifflin. I, I think that's amazing. Um, 
We talked about Burks Catholic at Muhlenberg should be should be a fairly easy win. 0 and 8 Muhlenberg, uh, three and three, a uh, five and three Burks Catholic. Big game for them. Um, Kutztown and Conrad Weiser. I, I don't think Kutztown is very much for Weiser. Uh, an interesting game though is, is Upper Dauphin against Fleetwood. Now Upper Dauphin's a uh, class two A school. Fleetwood's a five A school. This is a big game for Fleetwood to win, not just because of playoffs, but it shows they're going to beat a, a respected opponent, even though it's a class or two lower than them. Twin Valley, which was canceled against Hamburg, picked up Executive uh, Education Academy, which I think is out of Allentown. Uh, Boyertown, 3-5 and five at Norristown, 0-8. It'd be good for the Bears to get back on the winning side of things here tonight. And then tomorrow, Schuylkill Valley at Y Missing, which again, Schuylkill Valley um, at 2-6 and six against Y Missing, 8-0. Um, again, the Spartans are going to just run away with that game. Redding has run onto the field. They actually were on the field prior to the playing of the national anthem, which is why we cut to it fairly quickly. They are now on the sideline. The officials are walking to midfield for the coin toss. A beautiful night here in Rifton, PA. These are the nights that football was made for. And just to mention, the game lineup for this evening was courtesy of MikeDragosports.com. Check it out. A lot of great content. Exeter in their home black jerseys with light blue numbering. White helmets, blue stripe right down the center. Reading in their white aways, red numbers, red helmet. Captains for Exeter, number 18, J.R. Strauss. Number five, Carson Schmidt. As we take a Number look nine, to see Ty who Yoga. will get the ball Number to start the game, it will be Exeter. And as the players greet each other at midfield, run to the sidelines, we're going to have the kickoff shortly. So, Mike, what are you expecting to see from Exeter tonight? Well, again, we talked about the, the level of competition here tonight. I would like to see Exeter try a few things, just get things on film. Um, I'd like to see them also get their backup quarterback some snaps with the ones tonight. Um, maybe get a backup receiver or two in there just in case we get into the postseason. Uh, I'd I like to see us try and run a reverse today or a halfback pass, something of that nature. I'd like to see us you know, give unbalanced sets just to show them something different. And I'd like to see us blitz a little bit just to put things on film that teams are going to have to practice against in the playoffs. Exeter is on the field. Looks like they've got Messiah Robinson and Cabron Woody deep. Redding coming onto the field. Zaratin Sacco will be kicking off for Redding. There is no chance his pants are legal. He has his pants pulled up to his thighs. Just an observation as we're about to start this game. That kicker's pants are literally to his thigh pads. The ball is on the tee. You're exactly right. These are like the Ocean Pacific shorts from the 80s. Standing on the 35, waiting for the go-ahead to put this ball in the air and get this game underway. 
There's the official's whistle. The ball's kicked. It'll come down about the 20-yard line. It's taken. He tries to get to the 30. He doesn't quite make the 30. Looks like they're going to mark him about the 28-yard line, and that's where will be first and 10 for Exeter. Exeter comes onto the field from their sideline huddle directly over the ball. Colin Payne will be in the shotgun. He's got Ty Yoakum's sidecar, Eric Nangle behind him. One receiver far right, there's motion. It's a toss sweep to J.R. Strauss going left to right. He's got the 30, there's the 35. He's taken down by Deshaun Wilson. They're going to give him the 35. It's a gain of seven. Call it second and three. Yeah, that was a little flip pass that we saw early in the season against Central York. Seven, I think that was the first play of the year we ran. Uh, gain of seven there, so nice little pick up there for JR getting involved right off the bat, which I think is great to see. Second and three from the 35. Colin Payne again in the gun. This time he's got sidecar to his left. Nangle behind him. Nangle has the ball running off left tackle. There's a huge hole! He's gone! Off to the races, the 20, the 10! Five, touchdown Exeter. Great job by the guys up front there, just to blow that hole wide open. You know, they had tight end Richie Karstein blocking down hard. They kicked with the wrap, they wrapped the right tackle. Anthony Cachese, they just blew open that hole. And as you said, Eric Nangle did the rest. 65 yards on the scamper. Exeter up six nothing, and we are only 57 seconds into this ball game. Well, it's nice to see us get an early score here, put points on the board, and take all questioning out of this game right off the bat. Absolutely. Mike Moser, who has been, we're going to start calling him Money Mike Moser. The ball's down, and it is through and true. 11.03 to go here in the first. It's Exeter 7, Reading nothing. We'll be back with more first quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. And we're back here to Exeter. Mikey Moser teeing up the ball. Uh, Mikey is senior also on the Exeter soccer team, which last night lost in the Berks County Finals 2-1 to Fleetwood. Outstanding game. Mikey actually scored the one goal for Exeter last night, but the whole Exeter soccer team played a great game last night. Fleetwood equaled their effort. It was a very good soccer game. Unfortunately, we did not come out on the, the right side of the score. Gans and Wilson back deep for Redding. Mike Moser has the ball on the tee. He's approaching it. 
It kicks off, it's deep. It goes over to Wilson, cuts in front. He's the 20, he's got the 30. But that's where he's gonna get stacked by a trio of Eagles. Looks like they're gonna give him the 29 yard line and that's where it'll be first and 10, Redding. Yeah, nice job of coverage there by our kickoff team. You know, he caught the ball and, and gained probably about 10, 12 yards, which again, we're defending the whole field now. That's a good thing to see. Call it the 27 yard line. Redding breaks the huddle. Fontenez, the QB. Sidecar running back to his left with a fullback. He gets the ball running off the right side. Not a whole lot there at all. Maybe two yards. They'll give him the 30, second and eight. Nice job by uh, Philip Hughes coming, uh, Philip Hughes, yeah. Philip Garrison coming down, uh, making the play from a strong safe position. We got a flag in the play, sideline warning against Redding on the first play of scrimmage. We talked about the 12 penalties that they incurred last week. Certainly something they're going to have to work on this game, and it's not starting well for them. Fontenez in the shotgun again, takes the snap, fakes the handoff, looks, laterals it back to the left. It's Wilson. There's nothing there. And you want to talk about the defense just absolutely all over it. Joven Hollis. It is a loss of about five. Yeah, nice job by Hollis coming up there from the corner position. You know, Hollis came into the game last week after a long completion against our defense. And uh, he's the guy they're going with that corner now. Does a nice job. He was originally a backup safety. They've moved in the corner. Uh, a, a big young man uh, as a junior. So it's good to see him out there making plays right now. Fontenez in the gun again. Has running backs to his right and his left. He's got the snap. He's back. He's looking. There is absolutely nothing there from the backside. He is sacked. Richie Karstein gets by the defensive uh, tackle for Redding and is all over him. Another loss of about four or five yards. It'll be fourth down and close to 20. And as we said, you know, Fontenez, if he could find time back there to throw the ball, is very athletic, but he didn't have a good chance to get to the top of this drop to set up to throw that ball, and Karstein was on him already. Redding punting the ball. They'll get it away, and it's blocked. The ball's blocked. It's picked up. Touchdown, Exeter. Lucas Palange on the block. The ball came right to him. He runs 10 yards into the end zone. Touchdown, Exeter. 8.57 to go here in the first, and Exeter on the board for the second time. That was, as they call it, a jailbreak. He didn't even have any time to get that ball in the air whatsoever. Great job by Plans. He caught that right out of the air as it hit him and just kept on going. Uh, very good athletic play by um, Lucas Palange there. And again, he was not the only guy there. There were four of the five guys there. Mike Moser on for the PAT, it's up, and it's good. 8.57 to go here in the first. It's Exeter 14, Redding nothing. We'll be back after this message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. 
Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Coming back from the break, Mike, tell us what you see Reading has to do. Uh, certainly a rough start for them, but what do they have to do to try to stay in this game? Yeah, I think they've got to get Fontenay's on the move here, get him out of the pocket. He's a sitting duck back there. Um, you know, Karsty made that play for the sack, but there were three or four guys there. You see the punt block, four or five guys in there. Um, you know, Redding's line is not a big line. We have very athletic guys up front. Uh, this is going to be a handful. They've got to get him on the edge, let him run with the option to throw or run. Exeter kicking left to right on your radio dial. Moser puts the ball in the air. It comes down at about the five and it goes out of bounds before it hits the end zone. So Redding will take over after they enforce the penalty. It'll be first and 10. Yeah, one of the things we've done our kickoff team, if you saw there, J.R. Strauss and Ty Yochum are both on the left side of our kickoff team and we're kicking left. Redding on the field, they're in their huddle. They call the procedure, put the ball on the 35, which is where Redding will take it. They huddled at the 10, so they have to come 25 yards to get to the line of scrimmage. Fontenez will be in the gun again. Trips left, single setback, one receiver right. There's the snap, quick fires it to the right. It's incomplete was trying to hit Daniel Pena, but too far to the outside. It's incomplete, call it second and 10. Yeah, it looked like they weren't on the same page there. Um, Fonda's got the ball out quickly. Pena's running like a little comeback route. Uh, nice job by Joven Hollins right there in coverage though. Second and 10 from the 35, Redding over the ball. Fontenez again in the gun. Single receiver, single setback, hands it off to Wilson in motion from left to right, trying to get around right end, but nothing there. The Exeter defense holding stout. It's a loss of three on the play. It'll be third and 13. Yeah, nice job by Joe Reedy, the defensive end, staying at home. They brought the ball back to him, a little bit of a counter, a sweep there. He was right there to make the tackle. Now again, third and long for Redding High. Third and 13, Redding breaks the huddle. Ball on the 32-yard line. Fontenez is in the gun. Single setback to his left, two receivers left, two right. There's the snap, he drops straight back, looking left. It's a screen left, it's too high for Wilson. It looked like Lucas Palange almost was there for an INT. But it does hit the turf, it'll be fourth down. Tried to do a short left screen to Wilson. Too high for him, incomplete. And Redding will punt. Michael Odeyemi to kick the ball. He gets it away to the right side. 
J.R. Strauss takes it at about the 42. Still on his feet. He's at the 40 of Redding, the 30 of Redding, far right side. Runs into a Redding defender at about the 25. Yeah, nice little job there. Jar took it up the left side, then brought it all the way back across the field, back to the home sideline. Had a little bit of a wall set up there. Uh, great return, and extras in great field position here. Give him the 21 yard, 22 yard line as I see they put the ball down. A 38 yard return for J.R. Strauss. Colin Payne in the gun. He has an angle behind him, fakes the handoff, rolls left, rolls left. He's looking for J.R. Strauss. He's open, but Wilson there to knock it away on the left side in the end zone, incomplete. Outstanding play by Deshaun Wilson there. He was covering Carson Schmidt out in the flat, saw the ball deep to uh, Strauss in the seam there, came all the way across the field and made that ball knocked away in the end zone. That was a very athletic play and a nice job. We said that he was probably their best athlete in the field. They've got to find ways to get in the ball on offense. You see what he does on defense as well. He had him open for a flash there, but I think as he tried to square his shoulders and get the ball there, took a little time and Wilson was able to catch up. So Colin Payne now in the gun. He's got an angle behind him. Gives him the ball. There's nothing there up the middle now. Exeter, excuse me, Redding holding the line of scrimmage. It's actually going to be a loss. About two yards. A nice job of the interior defense of Redding High there, led by number 54. Uh, we don't have his name on our roster, unfortunately, but he did a nice job. A two-yard loss. It's going to be third and 12. Call it from the 24-yard line. Exeter breaks the huddle. Colin Payne's in the gun. He's got Eric Nangle's sidecar left. Single receiver right and left. He drops straight back. He's looking down the field, looking over to the right, fires it, hits Joey Schlaffer. They're going to give him the 15-yard line. I hope we kick a field goal. We need to get a field goal made this season because we might need it in the playoffs. Yeah, we're going to go for it here. I would have liked to see us kick a field goal just for Mikey Moser's confidence in kicking field goals. We have not made a field goal all year yet. A nine-yard pass and catch. It's going to be fourth and four from the 15-yard line. And we've had the one blocked um, that would have tied the game against Hemfield a few weeks ago. Exeter breaks the huddle. Colin Payne in the gun. He's got Ty Yoakum sidecar left. Eric Nangle behind him, single receiver right. It goes to Nangle. He's running left. He jukes, cuts back across the field to the right, all alone into the end zone. Touchdown, Exeter. Again, very nice job by Eric Nangle to change directions, make the plant his foot, cut back to the right. It, there was no one around him. He was surprised how wide open he was going in the last five to seven yards at the end zone. That play started left, maybe off left guard. He just made a dance to the right, a sidestep, continued diagonal to the end zone, untouched. Mike Moser on for the PAT. It's down, his foot's through it, and it is good. It is good. 6-11 to go here in the first. It's Exeter 21, Redding nothing. We'll be back after this message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. 
The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. So after that 38-yard punt return by J.R. Strauss, put the ball on the 22, and then four plays later, Eric Nangle on a fourth and four goes 15 yards for the Exeter touchdown. As you said, he started that play to the left, cut it back to the right, and was just gone. There was nobody there. Mike Moser has the ball on the tee. He's approaching it. Wilson and Gas back. Gas has it at about the two-yard line from running right to left. He's got the 15, trying to get to the 20, but that's where the rugby match ensues. So they'll give him the 20, and that's where Redding will take over first and 10. Yeah, very nice job by our coverage team there. You know, I think he picked that ball up on the two or three yard line. Got about, about 10, 12 yards and, and Phil Garrison led the way. First and 10 on the 20, something of note. Eric Nangle, almost 80 yards rushing there in the first half of the first quarter. Ready comes out, Fontenez in the gun. Two receivers left, two right, waiting for the snap. Now they go trips right, two receivers left. There's the snap, he drops straight back. He's rolling left, he's being chased. He's looking, fires it downfield. Tries to hit Joshua Williams a little too far. Actually looked like he could have caught that football. Off his fingertips, it's incomplete. Call it second and 10. Yeah, Redding went empty there. Uh, three receivers to the right, two to the left. Fontenez did work his way out of the pocket to his left there. Um, Exeter's coverage kind of broke down here on the outside. And uh, they found a guy open, but he just couldn't connect with him. Redding out of the huddle. Now they have trips left. Two receivers right. Fontenez in the gun again. There's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking. The pressure all over him, and down he goes. Anthony Cachese getting there first. He's got the sack. Yeah, again, they went empty there again. Yeah, they went there empty again. Nowhere to throw the ball. Coverage was much better that time. And Anthony Cachese, number 62 from his defensive end position, made the play. And again, now it's third in eternity here. It is third and 20 from the 10-yard line. Redding comes out, trips again left. Two receivers right, looks like this might be their set for a while. Fontenez in the gun, he goes straight back, has it. Here comes the pressure, and down the ball's loose. It looked like Joey Reedy might have been the first one to get there, he knocked the ball loose, but he got back on the ball. Redding recovered it. So it consider it a fumble, but Redding got back on the ball at the two-yard line. 
It looks like Exeter recovered the ball. It's going to be first and goal from the two. There you go, Joey Reedy on the fumble recovery. Didn't look like there was a whole lot of fanfare out there, so it didn't look like Redding got, excuse me, Exeter got the ball. So Joey Reedy on the fumble recovery. The ball at the two yard line for Exeter. Any takers when we line up in the eye and who gets the ball here? Are we going to go for the trifecta? Oh, wait a minute. This is Ty Yoakum territory. Absolutely. Colin Payne under center gives it to Yoakum off the right side, and he just bowls his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Exeter. As you said, bowls his way in, ran over one guy, knocked the next guy's helmet off, kept turning his legs for the touchdown. Um, that has been a weapon from day one of this season, and it continues to be one of our best weapons in short yardage situations. 4.53 here in the first. It's Exeter 27, Reading nothing. Mike Moser on for his fourth PAT attempt of the quarter. Colin Payne, the holder. The ball's down, his foot's through it, and it is good. 4.53 to go here in the first. It's Exeter 28, Reading nothing. We'll be back with more action after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Vote Christy Pearsall for Exeter Tax Collector. Hi, I'm Christy Pearsall. I possess a business management degree, and in my 27-year professional career in bookkeeping and accounting, I have managed multi-million dollar companies with unerring accuracy and strict adherence to all of the rules. As a devoted mom, wife, friend, and community member, I've devoted my spare time to volunteering as a treasurer of multiple boards, including Rifton APT, EHS Boys and Girls Lacrosse, and coaching multiple Exeter Youth League teams. Please vote for me, Christy Pearsall, for Exeter Tax Collector. Commitment. Integrity. Experience. Paid for by the candidate. We are back at Don Thomas Stadium. Reading in position to receive Wilson and Gas deep. Mike Moser walking off the football. Waiting for the official. He's got it, and he's approaching the ball, and it's in the air. Kicks it to the left side. Gas has it in his own three. He's got the 15, the 20, the 25, and he runs into a group of players. They'll move him out to the 28-yard line, and that's where it'll be first and 10 for Redding. Yeah, nice job again by number two, Phil Garrison, down there leading the charge on the kickoff team. You know, Mojo's kicking the ball very well. That ball's inside the five-yard line. Uh, Deshaun Wilson tried to return it out, but when you keep the return team inside the 30-yard line, that's a very great job of covering. Redding comes out in the gun, single setback, sidecar right, two receivers left, two right. Here's the snap. He drops straight back. He's looking. He's looking. There's nothing there. He's scrambling to his left, firing it over his shoulder. It goes through the hands of Polange over the receiver Williams' head. It's incomplete. It'll be second and ten. And we have flag in the play here. It's probably going to be holding here on Redding. Yes, it will be. Holding call against Redding, 10-yard penalty. That'll make it first and 20 
from their own 18. Unfortunately, not the kind of hole that Redding needs to put themselves in when you find yourself with a struggling offense. Absolutely. This, this is an uphill battle the whole way. Um, you know, it, it's, I don't even know, it looks like the penalty was 12 yards in the backfield after this, this uh, where the ball is spotted right now. Fontenez in the gun. He's got a single setback, three receivers left, one to the right. He fires it literally right to J.R. Strauss in the linebacker left side position. Threw it right to him, was trying to hit his receiver on an inside slant. And J.R. Strauss runs it into the end zone, literally eight yards. And it's a touchdown Exeter. Well, as you said, not where they want it to be and not what they want it to have happen. But a great job by J.R. Strauss there, you know, back to his drop area, walk in right to him. It was an easy touchdown after he caught it. So Mike Moser's fifth converted PAT of the first quarter. 4.25 to go here in the first. It's Exeter 35, Reading nothing. We'll be back after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sauteed soft shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. 28 seconds between Exeter touchdowns. Gans and Wilson back deep for Redding. Moser has the ball on the tee. He's approaching it, probably will kick it left as he does. Gans has it just inside his five, coming out to the 20, and there's, he's hit just shy. Chase Gans on the return. Looked like Richie Carson, no, Ty Yoakum got him. Just shy of the 25, they'll probably mark him at the 24. You know, this, the, the bad part of where we are right now is the, the, the clock is going to continue just run normal here. Um, Reading High has to just start running the football here and, and hope that Exeter will just show mercy offensively because, I mean, this could be 70 to nothing by, by the end of the half. Um, they can't do anything offensively. They can't move the ball. They can't stop the run. Um, I, I just feel bad for Reading at this point. But Reading's got to help themselves here. Run the clock, run the clock. Hunt the ball away and, and you know try and get through the half. I'm surprised that they continue to go to the pass. As far as your trips left, trips right, reverse it, whatever the case is, I agree with you. You've got to get some time off that clock. You have to try to develop a run game. 
the passing game isn't going to help you if all you're going to do is sit back and wait for the pass. Literally, as J.R. Strauss did there, he didn't have to worry about coming in with a rush. He stood his ground and ultimately was in the right place at the right time, takes the INT in for the TD. Well, and the dilemma here for Coach Bauer is this. If, if they do not play next week against Boone, he can take his guys out right now. They've got to get working at least a half. They can't miss an entire game just about and an entire week and a half and then go into the playoffs. Reading in the huddle, they break it. They come out over the ball. They go to the trips left, single receiver right. Running back sidecar, the running back, it's a fake handoff. The QB trying to run left. There is absolutely nothing there. Lucas Palange. Looking to see as far as who else was there. Looked like Phil Garretson on the tackle. Yeah, he and uh, Matos Cruz. No gain on the play, second down and 10. I'm going to be generous and say they gave him one. Second and nine. I'm going to say that the guy across the far end, because I had him starting. Did I have him starting? I had him starting at the 24, and the nose of the ball's on the 25. If this was a first down, he would they would give it to him. Okay. It's I, not. I'm with but, you. I'm with okay. It's a long nine. <laughs> hey, nine is nine. There's the snap. He drops straight back, throws over the middle. He hits Wilson. Wilson looks like he's got the first down. He's over the 35. Mark him at the 36. It'll be first down ready. For some reason, it looked like Exeter was in man coverage there. Uh, Jar Strauss was on the coverage going across the field with Wilson. Um, you know, good job by Redding to get a first down and move the ball out. First and 10 on the 36. Fanez in the gun. Single setback to his left. Man in motion is Wilson left to right. There's the handoff. Not a whole lot there. Then the scrum begins. They'll give him maybe a yard. Call it second and nine. Well, it looks like maybe ah, we'll give him a yard there. Call it a, a short nine. Brought down by Hosevigo, second down. Nunez Morla in the backfield with Fontenez. Now they started trips right, single receiver left. They're changing the pattern to throw all the trips left and the single receiver right. Single setback, Fontenez in the gun. There's the snap, he drops straight back. Here comes the Exeter rush. He ducks underneath it, still looking to pass downfield. Stutter steps, goes out of bounds. He's chased out of bounds by Ty Yoakum. Interesting setup there. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen totally switching the opposite side of the field. Give him two yards. It's going to be third and seven. Fontenez in the gun, single setback, two receivers left, two right. Here's the snap, he drops straight back. He's looking right, there's nothing there. He tries to start initially and then tries a shot put of a pass 
over the middle. It's incomplete. I'm not sure exactly who he was throwing it to. There were a trio of Eagle defenders standing in the area. But it's incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Yeah, he tried a little flick pass there as he was trying to escape the pocket. Uh, he had Wilson coming across the middle. But as you said, there were three kids around him from Exeter just looking for the ball to come to him. Michael Odiemi back to punt for Redding. J.R. Strauss, Carson Schmidt deep for Exeter. There's the snap. He gets it away. It bounces at about the 42, rolls down to J.R. Strauss at the 33. Running left to right, he's got the 50. The 45, the 40, he's finally hit there, driven out of bounds, a flag comes in. On the return, brings it up to the 45-yard line. There is a penalty on the play. A player down on the field for Redding. Looking it's to gonna see. be a holding on Exeter here, I think on the return. Let's see what happens. It is holding on Exeter. Holding against Exeter. There is an injured Brett Knight on the on the field. We've got an injury timeout on the field. 1.32 to go here in the first. It's Exeter 35, Reading nothing. We'll be back after this message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Everybody here ain't from here, but we're here doing our... U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. <laughs> We are back at Exeter. And Mike, certainly as we would have expected just because of what we know of Reading, what we know of Exeter, and how this game would have gone, but I don't think even we could have expected it to be 35 nothing here still in the first. I think Exeter has done a whole lot to this, to make this happen this way. A lot of this is you know, a block punt, interception for a touchdown. You know, we've, we've taken two punts back now across midfield, so it's a short field. Uh, we scored a touchdown on a fourth down play and a running play. Um, this is not the way anyone I think wanted this to go because, again, we're not going to get a whole lot out of this, but we've got to get our guys playing time as we prepare for the playoffs. Again, if we're not going to play next week against Boone, this is the end of it before playoffs. They are still attending to the injured Redding player. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's able to put any weight on his right leg. Romelo Fuentes is the injured Reading player being assisted to the side of the field. Exeter now over the ball. Colin Payne in. 
However, I'm going to say Cabron Woody. That's who we have in the backfield. He'll take the pitch running left. He's got the 50, the 45, the 40, the 35, the 30, still on his feet. He gets inside the 20. Looks like they're going to give him the 22-yard line. A 23-yard run for Cabron Woody. It'll be first and 10, Exeter from the 22. Colin Payne in the gun, Woody behind him. Fakes the handoff, he's throwing deep, going to Joey Schlaufer over the middle. Just a little too high, it's off his hand, incomplete. It'll be second and 10. A little play action there, tried to hit Joey Schlaufer on the post route. Uh, I've had a lot of success with that route the last few weeks to Joey. Couple scores for you. At the end of one, it's Conrad Weiser 21, Kutztown 6. At the end of one, Upper Dauphin 14, Fleetwood 7. Exeter coming out of the huddle, letting the clock run a little bit. We're at 105 to go here on that incomplete pass. He's in the gun. He's got Woody behind him. He gets the ball. He's running right up the gut. Gets the 20-yard line. They'll mark him down at about the 16. That'll be five yards. It'll be third and five. Third down and five. Third and five from the 17. Colin Payne in the gun, gets it, tosses it to Woody, running right. He's got it, he's running inside, running outside, finally taken down, literally at the one-yard line. Nice job by Cabron Woody there, following the block of Philip Garrison, number two. They had a toss to the right, he saw an opening cut back to the left, put his foot in the ground, and got it down inside the five-yard line. Now will Phil Garrison take the position of Ty Yoakum here and get a touchdown? See what happens. Oh, we're going to let the clock run out. First and goal. They've got the ball and on the two. The and we have come to the end of the first quarter. After one quarter of play, it's Exeter 35, Reading nothing. We'll be back with second quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. We are back at Exeter as we switch ends of the field. Oh, 
senior night here in Exeter. It was great seeing the cheerleaders, the football players recognized. Kudos to a lot of them as they have aspirations to go on to higher education, play football at higher levels, and we wish them nothing but the best in their future endeavors. Looks like over at uh, Hemfield, it's 21-7, Wilson. Exeter over the ball, Colin Payne in the gun, hands it off to Woody, Woody's running right. Not a whole lot there as far as the opposition, and he gets across the goal line, touchdown Exeter. A two-yard touchdown run for Cabron Woody. And six seconds into the second quarter, it's 41-0 Exeter. Mike Moser on for the PAT. Foot is through it, and it is true. 11.54 here in the second. It's Exeter 42, Reading nothing. We'll be back after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Inhome Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, Inhome Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Exeter over the ball. And this kickoff brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Gans and Wilson back deep for Redding. Mike Moser now kicking off from the near side of the field, the near hash. Ready to put the ball into the air, and he does. He keeps the ball to the left. It scoots and goes out of bounds inside the five. It'll come out to the 35 where it'll be first and 10, Redding. First down and 10 from the Redding High 35-yard line. I'd like to see Mikey keep that ball in play. Uh, I know he's trying to get it down inside the corner there, inside the numbers, but I'd like to keep it in play there. Um, we've done a great job covering tonight. Now the ball's out at the 35-yard line. Exeter on defense, looking to the sideline for a play. Fontenez gets to the huddle for Redding. Cheerleaders doing a fantastic job getting the spectators for keeping them in this game. Maybe that's the better way to put it. Fontenez in the gun. He's got the eye aside of him. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's rolling left. Ty Yoakum holds the edge, a flag comes in. Fonnez goes down, probably a loss of 
We're going to say two. Penalty flag on the play. And the penalty probably a hold against Redding, but we're going to wait and see, and indeed it is. Holy call against Redding, 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. So, Mike, the question is, how long do you keep your starters in? That is a great question and, and not something I'm sure Coach Bauer is, is pondering over now what he wants to do. I think you've got to give him to the half. I really do. Uh, you keep running the ball offensively. Don't throw the ball again. Uh, give your guys a half just to get work in. You know, you practice all week. You've got to get the work in. And give the whole second half to the second and third string guys and let them play it out. Exeter declines the penalty. There was a loss of three on the play. It'll be second and 13 with the ball on the 32-yard line. There's the snap, the handoff. He's running left. There's a hole for him. He gets out to the 40-yard line where it'll make it third and five from the 40-yard line. You know, nice now little run play up the middle there. It's maybe one of the biggest game Aiden plays they've had all day. Nunez Morla on the carry for Redding. <laughs> Takes it just outside the 40-yard line, third and five in the gun. In the eye next to him, single receiver to the right, two left. Here's the handoff, trying to run it up the middle. Tries to bounce it outside, but obviously we know there's a strength for Exeter, and there's not a whole lot there. If anything, he gets back to the original line of scrimmage, it's going to be fourth and five. Yeah, you have to punt the ball here if you're running high. You, you cannot give short field again to Exeter. And they're going to bring their punt team out. Update from Hemfield with 4.25 to go in the first half. Hemfield 14, Wilson 21. Wilson needs this win to get to the 6A district playoffs, and Exeter can certainly use the bonus points from Wilson beating Hemfield. So um, rooting interest from our standpoint is for Wilson tonight. Odiemi back to punt for Redding. Strauss and Carson Schmidt back for Exeter. There's the kick. Hits about the 38-yard line. J.R. Strauss picks it up inside the 30, running to the near side. He's got the 40, the 50. Gets down to the 40. Let's see where they mark him out. But another big return. 31, 32 yards on the return by J.R. Strauss. It'll be first and 10 Exeter on the Redding 38. And again, a real nice job of getting the ball across midfield on the, on the punt return team there. Giving yourself a short field. Um, just what Exeter needed. First and 10 on the 38. Exeter now over the ball looking to, I'd say run some time, but here's the snap. Colin Payne rolls right, fires right, hits Joey Schlaffer. Takes it down to about the 32-yard line is where they'll mark it. It's a gain of six. It'll be second and four. And a little boot action there. Colin rolling to his right. Joey ran a quick out, hit him in the flat. 
Second and four from the 32. I would say Exeter inclined to let the clock run a little bit here. I would agree with that. They break the huddle. Single receiver left is Schlaffer. Colin Payne under center. He's got Ty Yoakum, Cabron Woody behind him. Yoakum gets the ball running right. They'll give him the first down. Number nine, Ty Yoakum on the carry. Two. We're going to say a gain of five. It'll be first down Exeter. Yeah, Phil Garrettson actually in there right now carrying the ball fullback position. Oh. So senior Phil Garrettson. So the two's going to look like a nine now. Is that what you're telling me? That's what I'm telling you. I should have known because the setup is a little different than Ty Yoakum. Cabron Woody has the ball here on the handoff. He gets the 25. We'll see where they give him. It's a gain of three, call it second and seven. That seven minutes on the clock has to look like eternity on the other sideline. Second and seven from the 24, Colin Payne under center. Single receiver left, fakes the handoff. Now he's rolling left, rolling left, fires it to the end zone, hits Joey Schlaffer at the goal line. And they will mark him out at the one yard line. Stop just short of the goal line. Nice throw, Colin Payne, rolling to his left. Not always the easiest to square those shoulders, but he managed to get it done and got it to Joey Schlaffer just before the defender, Gans, was able to get a hand in there. Yeah, he got flushed in the pocket a little bit, rolled to his left, and did a really nice job. A score, 10-43 left in the second. It's Conrad Weiser, 21, Kutztown, 14. Surprised by that score. Exeter over the ball, handing it to Garretson, who goes right up the middle. Touchdown, Exeter. Phil Garretson getting in the act. And with 7.18 to go here in the second, it's 48-0, Exeter. Yeah, happy for Phil Garretson to get a touchdown. Uh, senior, you know, three-year member to the team. Plays on defense, plays especially special teams, doing a great job on special teams tonight. Good to see him get in the end zone and get a touchdown here for his career. Mike Moser on for his seventh PAT of the half. The ball's down, it's up, and it is good. 7.18 to go here in the second, Exeter 49, Reading nothing. We'll be back with more after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. There's a bar right across the street. He's got a need. He just can't. 
In-home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-home Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. We are back in Reading. Excuse me, Exeter. Reading is going to be receiving the ball. Wilson and Gans back deep. Exeter coming out over the ball. Moser will kick it away. Moser approaching the ball, kicks it off again, keeps it left. Wilson has it at about his four. He's got the 20, gets the 25, the 30. He's about at the 31-yard line where Redding will take over first and 10. No doubt, as you said, Wilson, probably their best player, has a lot of speed. Look like he's got some some good vision there as well, hitting some holes. And he's got good hands too. Looks like Ty Yoakum's night might be done. They just brought him off the, the defensive side of the field here into the sideline and just shook hands with him. So we'll see what happens here as we start going through the end of the second quarter with the, the seniors on the field. First and 10 Redding on the 31. Fontenez in the gun. He's got the eye formation to his right. Single receiver right, two to the left. There's motion left to right. That's Wilson. There's the snap. The handoff goes right up the middle. Nunez Morla on the carry. Nunez Morla gets four. That'll be second and six from the 35. And now J.R. Strauss checks out of the game as well. So again, I think you're going to see Exeter start taking the seniors out and letting their underclassmen play tonight. I always love that. Let them be on the field and run off on senior night. It's a whole lot than just staying on the sideline knowing you're not going back out there. More poignant in basketball when you do it, but yes, I agree. Second and six from the 35 for Redding in the gun. Wilson in motion right to left, the handoff to Nunez Morla trying to go up the middle. They'll give him two yards. Let's see where. They're gonna give him two yards. He'll get to the 37. It'll make it third and three. I'm not sure if I'm hoping Redding gets the first down here or not. <laughs> just for their sake, just to run this half out a little bit. Five and a half to go here in the second. Here's a score, Conrad Weiser 35, Kutztown 14. Redding in the gun. Little confusion in their backfield. A 
running back to his left and right. He drops straight back. He's looking to pass. Fires it over the middle. It's knocked down. Incomplete. Pass is incomplete. Fourth down. Little misdirection. It looked like Redding was confused on what they wanted to do. Um, they've got to punt the ball here again. I think they're going to go for it, though, which I don't understand why you'd go for it here. Fourth and three from the 37. Wilson isn't even joining them in the huddle yet. So I guess he knows the play. They come out of the huddle. Fontenez is in the gun. Wilson in motion left to right. There's the handoff going up the middle. It's going to be close. They'll, they very well may be generous on the mark. Nunez Morla running up the middle. They gave him the three and probably a little bit more. It's first down, Redding. And number 58, Sam it will be a running high first down. I'm amazed that I hear fans from Exeter groan thinking, oh, what a terrible spot. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I think at this point, I was wondering if you heard nothing. that. It's okay. I honestly. heard that. It's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> That's a terrible spot. <laughs> it's 49 nothing. Relax, people. It's going to be okay. First and 10 Redding on their own 42. They're over the ball. Fontenez is in the gun. He's got the eye to his left. Wilson in motion right to left, single receiver right and left. He rolls left, pitches back to Wilson, who is running the wrong way. Gets forced to the sideline, but not before a loss of seven yards. Yeah, nice play there by our cornerback, Joe Von Hollis, coming up in the cornerback position. You know, just stretch it out to the side and just dumped it out of bounds for at least seven-yard loss. It'll be second and 17 from the 35. Redding comes out of the huddle, single receiver left, two to the right. Running backs on either side of Fontenez. He's in the gun, here's the snap. He drops straight back, he's looking, throws it over the middle, tries to hit Wilson. It actually hit, I believe, uh, nope. Yeah, it was Gavin Reich at number eight there, who uh, we saw the other week running the ball late in the game in, in the, the blowout against Muhlenberg. He's in there playing linebacker right, right, right now. Ball was right in his hands. When you're young and you get that opportunity, that's going to bother you all weekend long. That's one of those that surprises you. He's, he's expecting to hit the receiver, and it hit him right in the hands. Redding comes out, single receiver left, two to the right. Split running backs to Fontenez, who's in the gun. He gets the snap drop straight back. He's looking, he's flushed out of the pocket, running left. Still looking downfield. Ultimately just flips it out of bounds. And they're gonna throw a flag on him here for intentional grounding. I think he threw the flag. Yep, he got him for intentional grounding. Well, it's, it's going to be loss of down. It's going to be fourth down here for intentional grounding. It's going to be loss of yardage and the, the, from the spot of the throw and the down. I think what happens is high school players think once they're out of the pocket, they can throw it out of bounds because that is your typical College response NFL to that. Yes. Yeah, and at that point at the high school level, it is intentional grounding. 
When it's 49 nothing, I don't believe it is intentional grounding. <laughs> yeah. Redding in punt formation. Are they? They're motioning people across the field everywhere. There's the kick. Ball comes down just shy of the 50. It's rolling into Exeter territory where Redding will down it at the 37-yard line, and that's where Exeter will take over first and 10. We're going to keep it right here. Halftime score from Hemfield. Uh, it's still 21-14 Wilson. Uh, very good football game. Hemfield scored right away. Um, they were down 21-7, scored right away, make it 21-14, and they've kept the game fairly close here uh, in the first half. And the running leader fronts and the gold card sponsors, the good brothers at General Services, Intel Pinside Drive-In, Jake Samichuk and Jimmy Lube. First and 10 Exeter, ball on the 37-yard line. Two and a half to go here in the second. We've got a new QB. A jet sweep to the right. A flag comes in. Number five, Carson Schmidt on the reception. So a jet a sweep to Carson Schmidt running left to right. A hold call on Exeter will take it back 10. Mason Ritelli now in at quarterback. It'll be first and 20 from their own 27. Ritelli in the gun, takes the handoff, or takes the snap, hands the ball off. Messiah Robinson on the carry, running left. Real nice run there by Messiah Robinson. It's good to see him get a carry here. He's probably going to get a lot of carries here going forward for the rest of the quarter at least. But did a nice job. And again, you've got to get him ready for next season as well. I know we're still in this season, but you've got to get him some carries in these games just so he's ready for next season. He got back to the original line of scrimmage, second and 10. There's the snap. The handoff goes to Robinson again. He goes left, then tries to cut it back to the right, taken down around the 40. A gain of about two. It'll be third and eight from the 40-yard line. Exeter in the huddle, looking for the play call. Redding waiting for them. Exeter running some time off the clock. We're inside of one and a half minutes to go here in the first half. Exeter comes out. Ritelli's in the gun. He's got Robinson to his left. Single receiver left and right. Robinson has it. He's got the 40, the 45. He'll get out to the 48-yard line, and it'll be a first down for Exeter. Nice eight-yard run for Messiah Robinson. He looks very good right now running the ball. Did a nice job of cutting back there, uh, changed direction, hit the hole hard, uh, was explosive, and, and ran the ball. It was a good, good run for him right there. 
Exeter will be inclined to let that clock run. We're now under a minute to go. I would imagine this will be the last running play of the half. I think every Exeter player on the field turned and looked at the clock. And they're taking a look at the play clock now at 10. Ritelli's in the gun. He's got Robinson to his right. Single receiver left and right. Robinson has it. Bounces it left. Gets taken down in Redding territory. Let's see where they give him. They're going to give him the 47-yard line. Yeah, Exeter's just going to let the clock run out here and end the half. It's a five-yard run for Messiah Robinson. And the clock runs down to zeros as we conclude the first half here at Exeter. And it's Exeter 49, Reading nothing. We'll be back with halftime comments after these commercials. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Pearsall for Exeter Tax Collector. Hi, I'm Christy Pearsall. I possess a business management degree, and in my 27-year professional career in bookkeeping and accounting, I have managed multi-million dollar companies with unerring accuracy and strict adherence to all of the rules. As a devoted mom, wife, friend, and community member, I've devoted my spare time to volunteering as a treasurer of multiple boards, including Riften APT, EHS Boys and Girls Lacrosse, and coaching multiple Exeter Youth League teams. Please vote for me, Christy Pearsall, for Exeter Tax Collector. Commitment. Integrity. Experience. Paid for by the candidate. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now. And our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. This is the sound of your Exeter Eagles on the crystal clear digital quality Exeter Sports Network. He puts the ball into the nighttime air and we are underway. Jacob Wolf takes the ball on the 10. He's got the 20. He's got the 30, the 40, breaks it right to the outside. At the 40 of Muhlenberg, the 30. He outruns him. 20, 10, 5, touchdown Exeter. This is the sound of your Exeter Eagles on analog old local AM radio. Exeter Sports Network. Touchdown, Exeter! Crusty old AM radio. 
This is the place for sports broadcast excellence in Berks County. Jerry Gelliff Media on the web at jgmedia.us. The home of the Exeter Sports Network, the Saints Sports Network, and the Bears Sports Network in Boyertown. You are listening to the Exeter Sports Network. So Exeter, the Exeter band is now on the field, and I'm actually feeling quite proud because I think it's the first time that I've actually called them the Exeter band because they're not wearing blue, as I would, of course, expect. They're wearing their pirate white shirts, black pants, and the red sash. So there you go. That's why. Well, Mike, 49 nothing here after the first half, and you take a look at how this game started. Eric Nangle, the second play of the game, goes 65 yards for the touchdown, and then we come back with a blocked punt that Lucas Palange returns for a touchdown, and for Redding, it was all downhill from there. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, unfortunate for Redding, certainly positive for Exeter. Great start there to the games, you said. Second play, 65 yards for Nangle. Uh, we come back with an 11-yard punt block for Lucas Palange, and then Exeter gets a, a nice punt return, gets it into the plus side of the field on a fourth down. Nangle takes it 15 yards at the 6-11 mark, making it 21-0 and truly route was just on from there. That's right, then making it 28-0, Ty Yoakum with a two-yard run, typical of what we've seen all year from him not being denied, bullying his way through the end zone. J.R. Strauss then comes up with a 12-yard INT return for a touchdown, making it 35-0. We go to 11:54 of the second, and that's where Cabron Woody gets on the board with a two-yard touchdown run. And we talked about Phil Garretson getting in the end zone there. Nice to see the senior with a touchdown in the senior night game. So certainly a lot of participation on the scoreboard, and we expect to see, of course, a lot in the second half as well. Yeah, now thankfully the clock will run once we start the second, the th second half here. Uh, I imagine you're going to see a ton of Phil Rotelli and then whoever the offset back is carrying the ball. We may see number eight again tonight, who was a backup backup quarterback for Exeter, get a, a bunch of carries here in the, in the second half. Um, but if you're a young guy sitting in the locker right now, you're thrilled to death. You're getting a chance to play. You know, it's a beautiful night, but it's getting a little cooler. So nice to get on the field and keep playing if you're a young guy. Uh, you know, they're going to go through a, a playoff stretch here where it's going to be colder and things like that. Standing on the sidelines is a miserable thing when you're an underclassman and not playing. So tonight's a chance to get in the field and play here in the second half. So I'm sure the young guys are thrilled. Unfortunately, the seniors sitting in the locker room are kind of disappointed that this is how the, the last home game of the regular season will go for them, where they probably played maybe a quarter and a half. Absolutely. And one of those, of course, as you get a little bit older, and, and I think the football players have, of course, as you're a senior, you come to appreciate how quickly time goes by. You're, you come on the field, you're a freshman, you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you're learning all about what goes on at the varsity level, then all of a sudden you're a senior. <laughs> and and you're, you're playing time 
comes to an end, and it's time to move on, and it's a very, very special time in a young man's life. Absolutely, and, and for four of these seniors, they played as freshmen. They were on the team as freshmen. Now, of course, Colin Payne started two games at quarterback when uh, Kobe Haig was injured, Kobe Haig's senior year. Uh, Carson Schmidt was a, as a freshman playing up. Uh, didn't see a ton of time, but was on the team. And then you had, of course, J.R. Strauss and Ty Yoakum, who played since they were freshmen. So for them, you know, it's been a long four years. It culminated to this senior year. And again, they're putting everything into the senior year to go as long as they possibly can. And uh, tonight's one of those games where they didn't play nearly as much as they were hoping to. But uh, there's better days on the horizon for them playing. We continue to be entertained by the Exeter band on the field. And that gives us time for a quick break. We'll be back with more halftime comments. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty, empty, but a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat but you'll only need the edge. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Yeah, in fact, I... Uh, let's see. Girls water polo. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. We are back at Exeter Halftime, and Mike, you've got some power rankings info for us. Yeah, as we look at the District 3 5A power rankings, which Exeter is a 5A school, you know, we, we saw Governor Mifflin two weeks ago. They sit at number one. Uh, nothing's going to change for them. They're going to finish up the season one in the district. Shippensburg sits at 8-0 right now at number two. Uh, Mannheim Central out of Langster, Lebanon uh, sits at number three. And then Spring Grove out of the York Adam County area sits at four. Um, Waynesboro sits at five with two tough games coming up next two weeks. They play Mechanicsburg tonight. Interesting to see what that score would be. And then Northern York next week. Warwick is the game that I'm most interested in right now, the sixth seed. They play Cocalico, a very good 4A school, a very good 4A school Cocalico and then uh, Conestoga Valley. Cedar Cliff at seven should win their last two games. Exeter set, sits at number eight right now. Like obviously, you know, we should win this game in hand and we should beat Boone next week, putting us at seven and three. At nine is Southwestern, 10 is Daniel Boone, which is interesting. If Boone does not play the next two games, I don't know where their power ranking will go because that gets divided, but it gets added on even though they're not playing. 
Mechanicsburg, as we said, uh, is at Waynesboro tonight, sits at 11. Twin Valley, another Berks County school playing tonight, uh, sits at 12. Fleetwood, who I believe you had trailing, um, sits at 13. And Gettysburg at 14. Now, Gettysburg plays Fleetwood next week. So it'll be interesting to see one of those teams are playing for their, their district playoff lives next week. But again, Exeter's in a good position right now. They should move up. Again, we don't want to sit at the eighth spot. You want to stay opposite Governor Mifflin just to get yourself going. Uh, if they can move themselves into a sixth or seventh spot, that's where we want to be. We continue to be entertained by the Exeter band. We've got some happenings from, we'll call this segment around campus, but some happenings with Exeter athletes. Here we go, in girls water polo, the team has advanced to the Eastern Central State play-in games and so far have their best record to date with 14 wins and only eight losses. In boys water polo, the team was third team all-conference with recognition of James Creamer, Whole Set and Caden Hughes. Oh, okay. James Creamer was the whole set and Caden Hughes was the goalie. In boys golf, this year set the following all-time Exeter golf records with 15 wins in the season. The first team to ever medal in the county team tournament and two medal winners in the individual tournament. The team also set a record for the number of players four to finish in the top 10 in the individual tournament established a new record for the average team score, 318 in our matches, an average victory by over 25 strokes. Individual awards should be coming to Owen Wisner and Luke Weller, all county and all division to Tyler Ott, Aiden Davis, and Andrew Bauer. The team will be remembered as one of the very best to play golf at Exeter. So congratulations to girls water polo, boys golf, and boys water polo. In addition, I'm told that the boys and girls cross country teams have both won Burke's championships. So congratulations to everyone at Exeter. Absolutely a fantastic time for Exeter sports and we're very proud of you. We will be back with more halftime comments. After this commercial break, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. 
We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. We've got some scores from the county for you. These are all scores at the half. It's Wilson 21, Hempfield 14. Burt's Catholic 28, Muhlenberg nothing. Of course, the 49 nothing score here. Conrad Weiser 42, Kutztown 14, Twin Valley 17, Executive Education nothing. And Fleetwood losing to Upper Dauphin 20 to 14. In the second, Boyertown has a 21-7 lead over Norristown. Tomorrow's game, Waia missing in Schuylkill Valley. So a few interesting games there. Good to see Twin Valley able to get a game. Uh, they're having one of their better seasons, so certainly a plus to them. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Hempfield game. Certainly a game Exeter should have won. So it's, and knowing how Exeter handled Wilson. So seeing these two teams battle it out, again, it'll be interesting to see how that one ends up. Yeah, another game of interest, uh, I said, the number six seed right now in the PIAA District 3 5A tournament is Cocalico. They lead, I'm sorry, is Warwick. They lead Cocalico 14 to 13 at the half. Um, so again, very close game there and, and a game of big interest for Exeter because if Cocalico wins that game, that knocks Warwick out of one of those top 10 spots. Those scores coming to you from MikeDragosports.com. As Mike mentioned, getting a little cooler here, but this is why you play football. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about a little bit earlier last week's game at Burt's Catholic and how many times they say you play 60 minutes of football. That was as good a 60 minutes of football that I've seen Exeter play, I want to say potentially all year. Yeah, I agree with you. They, uh, they actually had a very good game, and they got better as the game went on, which is good to see. Um, they started off with, in the you know, trading uh, interceptions. Seven. I think we traded interceptions the first two series. And then scoring uh, down at the half, tied at the half, down going to the fourth quarter, and then finishing out. So did a really nice job. All right, so. Upper Dolphin is winning 20 to 14 over Fleetwood. We are down to about three and a half minutes until we expect to see teams back on the field. And we will have a running clock. Attention fans, the yes, the, the belief is <laughs> sometimes I get notes from our super producer, Jerry, that I'm really not quite sure what he's telling me. So I. I, I'm the typical. I'm the typical. Nod my head. Yeah, what you said. Oh, you want to go to break? Is that what you want to do? All right, we'll go to break. All right, we've got about three minutes to go on the board until teams come back on the field for the second half. And Super Producer Jerry has told me that's time for a break for us. So we'll be right back after this commercial message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. 
Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Coming out of break, that last commercial talking about teenage language. Forget it, I'm toast. <laughs> I don't understand any of it. I think by the expression toast, you, you reaffirm that and confirm what you're saying. <laughs> the only time I've ever used jelly is I promise you not to say that I was jealous, all right? I bet you put it on toast, didn't it, you? It was, that's right. Throws the peanut butter, the jelly, and we're all set. You know what? That was back when if you put it in the toaster, then you thought you could be clever and put it in the fridge overnight. No, you can't, because it basically comes out like a brick. I don't think I've ever put buttered bread that I toasted I, I, in on. the refrigerator. I was young. I, I was probably young and in school packing my lunch, and until I realized probably going to eat the thing, and it was like, all right, maybe this isn't such a good idea. doesn't even sound tasty, so <laughs> I, I don't understand what you're talking about at this point. I promise you it's not. <laughs> Exeter on the field to begin their warm-ups, waiting for Redding to get back on for this second half, and we start to see them now as they go across the field. Ty Yoakum in the middle of the circle, getting the team fired up for the second half. That might be the most activity he'll have the entire second half. You're, you're probably right. There you go, there's the jump with J.R. Strauss. Over there with, uh, I believe, Phil Garretson on the far side there, jumping and giving the uh, the chest bumps. Darren, if we run out of something to talk about, we can always throw out Ben Simmons. We, we can talk Ben Simmons. He's still a sixer, right? In, 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 you know, in, in, in turn. If he's mentally able <laughs> to understand and believe he's a sixer, then yes, he is still a sixer. Yes. I saw that as well. 
Thankfully, we will have a running clock that if things go pretty well, we do not have to go to the Ben Simmons dilemma. I would have liked to have seen him play tonight at Philly just to see what would have happened. I'm waiting for Joel Embiid to basically say, play ball. They made up. I heard they talked. Oh, they made up? Ben Simmons came out and said he talked to Joel Embiid. They've made up. He talked to Doc, and, and he's talked to the team as well. So I think a lot of positive things are going for him. Oh, well, then it's okay. <laughs> and, of course, crack producer Jerry has a score for us. It's the Philadelphia 76ers less Ben Simmons. Or is he playing tonight? No. He's not. I didn't think so. That was the mental health issue you mentioned. But it's the Philadelphia 76ers 52, the Brooklyn Nets 40. Five minutes to go there in the second. We're basically watching Redding going through their calisthenics and Exeter waiting to kick off. That's well, where we're at right now. You've got to be prepared for the second half. You've got to be limber and loose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure they know there's a second half. Start of the third quarter. Extra is going to kick off. Mike Do Moser is still doing kickoff duties. I don't know who the backup kicker would be. Who was the backup kicker? It's Carson Schmidt. Carson Schmidt is our backup. We'll see if we see Carson at some point tonight. I don't think you'll see Carson again tonight as well. I just meant as far as doing kicking duties. But but he, he's a senior, too, so it doesn't make any sense that you're replacing a senior with a senior. It would have to be an underclassman. Yes, I agree. This is going <laughs> to turn into one of those dog days of Philadelphia Phillies, Chicago Cubs, 23-22 in the bottom of the sixth inning where it's already 15-11. to See, I thought you were going to go where they come back and play the next day and Tug McGraw is leading off <laughs> as the batter in the bottom of the 22nd and he had a base hit. That probably happened too. It did happen. I know that for a well, fact. Well, there you go. Redding now on the field. Mike Moser has the okay to kick it. <coughs> 12 minutes up on the clock. He's approaching the football, and our second half is underway. So the kick goes to Wilson. He gets the ball about the 13-yard line. He's running up the middle, hesitates. He's got open field. He's at the 50. But look at Mike Moser run him down, takes him down at about the 30, well, inside the 30. Give him the 25 of Exeter, but great achievement, great tracking him down for Moser. He had the angle, and Wilson's got some speed. Well, again, having watched Mikey Moser play his entire life, the one great gift he's always had is speed. And it certainly paid off right there. <coughs> I 
A 62-yard kickoff return for Wilson puts Redding in business first and 10 on the 28-yard line. Fontenez in the gun. He's got the I formation to his left. Single receiver left, single receiver right. Confusion on the play, and Redding has to call timeout. Timeout, Redding on. We are going to stay here. And why wouldn't we? Because he did not bring the attention to himself. <laughs> Is the Blue Crew in the house? I'm getting ready for the lost car keys and the lost children soon here in the press box as well as we start announcing them. Unbelievable. But you can't do it too much to I'm looking at the roster and the sideline to see as far as who we've got on the field right now. Dylan Groves is out there. Keegan sneering Sabatka out there for Exeter on defense. So Redding now over the ball, single receiver right to left in the shotgun. There's the eye, the fake handoff. It's a lateral back to Wilson, but there's absolutely nothing there. The Exeter defense has been pushing upfield all night long. Looking to see who made that tackle. Looks like it's Miles Brandt. So a loss of five. Second and 15. Ball on the 33. Tried to go with a sweep to Wilson again, left to right in motion, nothing there. So Fontenez is in the gun. He's got the eye in front of him. There's the handoff going up the middle. There is absolutely nothing there. Taking a look to see who came up for that hit. That was number 88, Zach Zandier, uh, coming up from a linebacker position. Nunez Morla on the carry for Redding. Going to say if he got a yard. Taking a look to see actually he lost a yard, so it's third and 16 from the 34. Fontenez in the gun, backs are split, two receivers right, one left, it's a low snap, he drops straight back, he's rolling right, looking downfield, looking downfield, nothing there. Tries to run for it, but he is run out of bounds. Again by Brandt. Fontenez around the right side, pushed out of bounds. Well short of a first down. By number 24, Miles Brandt. Looking to see where they ultimately put the football. There's a flag on the field. Not sure if this is gonna be, well, I'm gonna wait. Every time you guess, this might be a personal foul against Exeter for a late hit at the sidelines. Personal foul called against Exeter. It's the only thing I can think of. The, the hit was fairly close to the <laughs> sideline. They may have called it for that. 
So that'll make a first down for Redding. They take the ball to the 16-yard line. And in case you were wondering, the Houston Astros have a 1-0 lead over the Red Sox. That's the top of the second. Fontenez is in the gun. Running backs are split. Two receivers right, one left. Here's the snap. Fakes the handoff. He keeps the ball. He's running left. There's not a whole lot there because Exeter is sniffing out the, the running plays on the edges. There's no gain. Call it second and ten, Redding. Brought down by number 59, Keegan Sneering Zaboka. <laughs> Call it a loss of two. It's second and 12. The ball marked at the 17-yard line. Redding breaks the huddle, comes out. Fontenez in the gun. Setbacks in the eye, single receiver right and left. Wilson goes, it's a fumbled snap. Not sure he was able to fall back on top of it. He was trying to pick it up right away, but Exeter got to him in a hurry. Looks like he did fall on top of it. Redding retains possession, but it's another loss of about seven yards. Call it third and close to 20. Yeah, snap was low. He had no chance to pick it up, then just got smothered by the extra defense. Ball on the 24. That's a seven-yard loss. Berks County football update, Darren. Uh, Upper Dolphin 26, Fleetwood 14. That's at the start of the third quarter. Uh, Fleetwood needs to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive. Redding snaps it. Fontenez rolls a little to his left, looking downfield for a receiver around the 10-yard line. It's incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Looking to see they're probably going to go for it at this point. We're at six minutes to go here in the third with a running clock. Ball on the 24, and it's fourth in a while. Another update, Conrad Weiser has jumped out to a huge lead over the Cougars of Kutztown, 49 to 14, midway through the third. Fontenez fires the ball down deep, hits his receiver. It looked like the Exeter defender fell down. So David Philistine was the lucky recipient on the receiving end. It looked like the Exeter defender was standing in front. Uh, whether he slipped or uh, his foot gave way, his ankle gave way, but he slipped. Philistine standing there, the ball floated to him, and it's a 24-yard touchdown catch. Here's the PAT, the ball's down. It's low and it's blocked. So the PAT 
is no good. 4.59 to go here in the third. It's Exeter 49, Reading 6. We'll be back after this message. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. We are back. Exeter on the field, waiting to kick off. Redding has not taken the field yet. Back team, number 17, Isaiah Choi, and number 28, Messiah Robinson. So Redding gets the touchdown, assisted by the personal foul on fourth down against Exeter. Redding putting the ball on the tee. Odiyemi's got it. He's backing up. He's going to be kicking off shortly. There's the kick. It's in the air. It's taken just outside the 20. There's a lot of dancing going on. Give him the 35. He gets out. Isaiah Choi on the return gets across the 35 to the 37-yard line where it'll be first and 10 exit. Exeter coming over to the sideline for the huddle. We're at four and a half to go if, here uh, in the if third. You a, if, if you catch a ball and it's like there's holding on the play, is it still? Exeter now over the ball. Ritelli in the gun. Messiah Robinson next to him. Single receiver left. Single receiver now right. Letting the clock go down under 15. There's the handoff to Robinson. He bounces it left. He's got the 45 to 50. And that'll be a first down for Exeter. Nice 14 yard run for Messiah Robinson. play into Reading territory at the 49. Big number 73, Ryan McConnell comes off the field for Exeter. One of the twin brothers. Number 59, Keegan Sneering Sabatka also comes off the field. Ritelli's in the gun. He's got Robinson to his left. There's the snap, the handoff goes up the middle. Not a whole lot there, maybe two yards. 
Uh, there are two players who are involved. Flags come out well after the play and about 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. This might go offsetting. Let's see how this goes because the referee right next to the original scrum threw the flag on Exeter and then the Redding kid pushed the Exeter kid and the far official threw a flag. So let's see if it's one penalty and they confirm it for another or if it's offsetting. I'm gonna think offsetting. Well, they, they showed us both ways. So we'll just wait and see where they walk. I think it's just going to be Exeter. I think it's just going to be Exeter here. It is. It's a personal foul personal against foul Exeter. Personal against Exeter, 15-yard penalty. <laughs> so it'll be first and 25. The ball marked at the 36-yard line. Exeter over the ball, Rotelli in the gun. Robinson to his right, in motion, Isaiah Choi. He takes the jet sweep left to right, trying to get around the right end. He gets the edge. He's running, finally taken out of bounds, thrown down once he's out of bounds. This will be a personal foul against Redding. It looked like not only a horse collar, but it was actually well out of bounds and thrown down. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be the personal foul to hit out of bounds. Yeah, I agree. It looks like we're platooning the whole offensive line. Every play, like three kids run out from the offensive line and three other kids go in. And this personal foul personal may foul give them a first Ray. down. The first and 25, they got 10 on the play, add the 15 to it for the penalty, and it's a first down. This first down brought to you by In-Home Oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Ritelli in the gun, Robinson to his right, single receivers left and right. Here's the snap, letting the clock run, play clock under 10. There's the snap, I think there was movement on the line. This might be a procedure against Exeter, take him back five. It's gonna be a false start called against Exeter, five yard penalty. And there's the call. Gonna bring up first down and 15. Special belated birthday to number 12, QB1, Colin Payne. Isaiah Choi comes out to the left. First and 15, the ball on the 44 yard line. Ritelli in the gun, letting the play clock wind down. It's under 15. Robinson to his right. Single receivers left and right. Here's the snap. He's got it. Robinson trying to go right up the middle. Basically ducks his head into the line. Pushes himself forward. Looks for about two yards. It'll be second and 13 from the 42. <laughs> I've given up, Darren, trying to find the Wilson game. I had it, lost it, cannot find it again. I've given up. Let's see if we can get some updated scores. 
Rutelli again in the gun. Play clock at 20. He's got Robinson to his left. Single receivers left and right. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff. He's running left. There's a lot of room. There's the 35, the 30, the 25. He gets hit on the sideline inside the 25. Down to the 22-yard line. And there's a flag back at close to midfield. Holding called against Exeter 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. That was a 20-yard run from Ritelli that's going to be negated by the flag. So it'll be second and 18. Oh, it's a 10-yard penalty, so it's actually going to be second and a ways to go. The ball marked on their own 44, and they've got to get to the Reading 29. So we're winding down under 10 seconds to go here in the third. And after three full, it's Exeter 49. Reading 6 will be back with fourth quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Here at the Exeter Sports Network, we have got you covered from all angles. Not only baseball, football, basketball, how about hockey right now in the second? It's the Reading Royals 2, Norfolk 1. Hockey of, is back. A lot of people on the edge of their seats right now at that Reading Royals game, I imagine, with a 2-1 score. You can sell them the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Oh, that's right. That's somebody else. Oh, well. Exeter has the ball. Second down. The fake handoff. Ritelli running right. He's got the 45. He gets out about to the 49-yard line. It'll be a gain of two. It's third down and probably about 21. The official marks the ball with the nose of the football on the 50-yard line. So we'll call it third and 21 from midfield. Running clock here in the fourth quarter. Exeter looking to the sideline for the play. Ritelli's in the gun. He's got two, two running backs behind him. One aside, actually, sidecar. 
It's a jet sweep to Isaiah Choi trying to run left. He fumbles the football. It's on the far side of the field. And I'm waiting to see, apparently, Exeter recovered. I think it rolled out of bounds there, so. Fourth down. No possession change, fourth down. He got the ball about a two-yard run inside Redding territory. It's on the 48, but it's fourth and close to 20 still. So this is interesting. I, I don't imagine it's our varsity punt team, but it is our varsity punter. So Mike Moser ready to take care of punting duties. I think they're missing some players. Moser back to punt. Back deep to Sean Wilson. Oh, we're in a legal formation here. Someone's got to get in the ball. There's the snap. Here's the punt. It's in the air. Hits around the 20, bounces back, and it's ultimately down somewhere around the 26-yard line, and that's where Redding will take over first and 10. We're at nine and a half minutes to go here in the fourth. Here are some updated Burks scores. In the third quarter, Wilson still has that 21-14 lead over Hempfield. Burks Catholic 42-0 over Muhlenberg. And Upper, Doffer, Upper Dauphin 26, Fleetwood 14. Everything else still at the half. Or if it's in the third quarter, we just don't have the score yet. Redding has the ball, come out in the gun. Two receivers left, one right, handoff right up the middle. Give him about two yards. It'll be second and eight. Nunez, Morlock to carry. Brought down by number 56, Dylan Gross. At this point, you hope Redding just keeps running the ball and let's just be done with this. That's exactly right. The air went out of this whole place when J.R. Strauss caught the interception, and it was it. that was it. Yeah. Like, like you mentioned before on the fumble. Here's the quarterback. An RPO fakes the handoff, runs around right side, has a lot of room to run, gets into Exeter territory. They're going to mark him at about the – waiting until he puts it down, the 48-yard line. A 20-yard run, 25-yard run for the QB. Darren, an update, Hemfield just scored on about a 65-yard touchdown pass. So with the extra point, they'll have it tied up here at 8.48 to go in the third quarter. Interesting game, interesting game. Fourth quarter, sorry. Frittig has the ball, first and 10 on the Exeter 48. Fontenez drops straight back, he's looking. Now he rolls right, the Exeter defense forces him out of bounds and there's a late hit. So this will be 15 yards against Exeter. And it'll give Exeter, excuse me, Redding a first down. Looked like he was a little too close to the sideline, that being the quarterback when he took a pretty good shot. 
you know, the starters are now on the sideline begging the coaches just to go back into one more play. I think that's one of those where you're trying to make a name for yourself and you're just a little too aggressive. And, you know, again, you're, you're going full speed. You're not used to being on the field all the time. You mm -hmm. can't stop yourself right at that moment. Unfortunately, the play just happens. Update from Weiser Kutztown. Conroe Weiser leads 55 to 30 over Kutztown as they head to the fourth quarter. Second and two, actually, for Redding on the 40-yard line. Fontenez getting the, the play clock down to zero. And they're giving Redding the timeout. Timeout, Redding 6.45 to go here in the fourth. It's Exeter 49. Redding 6 will be back after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. We're back in Exeter. Redding snaps it. Fontenez was in the gun, but he is taken down the Exeter front four. More flags come in. Things are getting testy out on the field. So we're waiting for the officials. This one is going to be walked off against Redding. A personal foul there. Is up 55 to 30 over Kutztown at the end of the third quarter. Twin Valley leads. So that personal foul takes Redding back in into their own quarter. territory at about the 43 yard line. It'll be third down and about 20. Redding comes out over the ball in the gun. Fontenez has been in the gun all night. Two receivers left, two right. Single setback now in motion to the left. He drops straight back. He's looking. He's getting flushed out. He ducks under, now rolling right. Throws it across the middle. Hits Williams at the 45, but he's taken down immediately. So it will be fourth down and call it seven from the Exeter. Well, they're gonna give him the 44 yard line. So it'll be fourth down and about six. You know, I give the Fontaine's kid a lot of credit. He's still out there. He, he's taken a lot of heat. He's been hit a lot tonight. 
He's still out there scrambling around trying to make plays for Reading High. So nice job by that young man this evening. Under five and a half to go here in the fourth. Redding breaks the huddle, bringing two receivers to the left. Actually, they're running trips left. Single receiver to the right. Single setback. Here's the snap, he drops straight back. Fontenez is going deep over the middle to Wilson. It's broken up, nicely done. Real nice play there by Carter Cordora, number 15 from his cornerback position. Ran a post on him, jumped in front of it, and knocked it down. Extra takeover on downs here to go with under 4.30 to go with the ball snaps. He played that really well. Wilson had a, a glimmer of being open, but he closed the gap quickly, knocked it away, and it's a turnover on downs, first and 10 Exeter. Exeter walking up to the ball. Ritelli will be in the gun. He'll have Messiah Robinson behind him. It's actually Cabron Woody that's in there. The six versus the eight yet again on the jersey. And again, Exeter going with the line change like hockey. Three offense linemen come in and three offense linemen come out. It's like a line change here in hockey. No gain on the play. Call it second and 10 Exeter. Working down to three and a half to go here in the fourth. Ritelli in the gun. Get on the ball, somebody. There's the snap. It's to the left to Cabron Woody. Give him about four on the play. Third and six. And they'll put the ball down at about the 47-yard line. There's the... Wholesale changes with the offensive linemen coming out and being replaced. It's the penalty kill unit right here, I believe. That was for Jerry, a hockey term. Ritelli tosses it to the right side to Gabron Woody. He's dancing back and forth, but he loses the football. He would have had the first down, but he fumbled. And the ball actually went backwards. Ball recovered by Woody. They marked the ball at the Reading 48-yard line. Like I said, he looked like Woody had the 45. He fumbled. The ball went backwards. He was able to get it back, but it's fourth and two. 30 seconds on the play clock. We are winding down to two minutes on the game clock. Darren, update from Hemfield. Wilson just turned the ball over, 4.51 to go. Hemfield takes over the ball, their own 45-yard line. We'll see what happens here. They're gonna keep throwing the ball down the field with that quarterback. Gabron Woody gets the handoff inside, churning hard. It's a first down for Exeter. He takes it to the 41. It's a game of six. First and 10, Exeter. Brought down by number 23, Joshua Williams. 
Ball spotted at the Reading High 41. We may just have a couple of victory formation knees here to run out the clock. Is that a minute 17 in the fourth quarter? Oh, no. Ritelli in the gun. 15 on the play clock. The handoff goes to Choi around left end. He's going hard. A flag, two flags come in. He gets down to close to the 20-yard line, but we'll take a look. Probably a hold against Exeter, and that's what it is. Under a minute to go, the clock stops with the penalty. So they'll walk this off, start the clock. Ten-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. We'll have all the current Berks County scores for you in our post-game wrap-up. Ritelli is in the gun. He takes the snap. It's another sweep this way, uh, this time going to the right. Not a whole lot there for Choi this time. We're under 30 seconds to go, and that is going to be the last play of the game. Your final here in Reifton. Exeter 49, Reading 6. We'll be back with post-game comments after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. I heard a song about a rambling man, about a guitar. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. We're back here at Exeter. Well, Mike, to say the least, Exeter took care of business. Absolutely. You know, they had a great start there with the Nangle 65-yard touchdown run getting off. Defensively, special teams scored tonight. You know, everything we expected to happen in this game happened in this game. Just didn't expect it so much so early. But, you know, great job by the Eagles tonight as they go into the final season, uh, final game of the regular season next week with Daniel Boone. Some scores for you before we wrap up. In the fourth, Wilson and Hemfield tied at 21. As Mike told you, Hemfield, I believe, has... Nope, they don't have the ball. They weren't able to score, so that continues to be a tie game. In the fourth, Burks Catholic 42, Muhlenberg 6. In the third, it's Conrad Weiser 42, Goodstown 14. Two fourth quarter scores, Twin Valley 24, Executive Education 6. Upper Dauphin 32, Fleetwood 14, and a third quarter score, Boyertown 21, Norristown 20. 
So that game getting tighter as it moves along. Friends, we thank you for joining us tonight in Exeter for tonight's football game. We hope you've enjoyed the game. Continue to join us next week as we'll see if that Daniel Boone game shows up. Tonight's final, Exeter 49, Reading 6. For my partner, Mike Boyer, producer, Jerry Gelliff, I'm Darren Ziner. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Exeter Sports Network. Have a great evening. Thank you for joining us for Exeter Eagles football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Join us next week for the final game of the season from Birdsboro against the Daniel Boone Blazers. You can listen to the game at jgmedia.us. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night. <laughs>